to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Hello, welcome again to another edition of While You Are Single TV. I'm glad that you joined the program again tonight. Thanks for watching the program. Thanks for sharing with your friends as well. If you missed any of the previous videos, you can use the link that accompanied this video, or you can go to our website whileyouaresingle.org to watch previous videos. Or if you are on Facebook, you can go to the While You Are Single page and go to the video section and you have access to the previous videos. In addition, I encourage you to go to our website whileyouaresingle.org. I have a lot of resources for single adults. In addition, you can subscribe to our While You Are Single podcast on iTunes. Just go to iTunes and look for While You Are Single podcast and subscribe there. Or you can just listen to it on our website, whileyouaresingle.org. All the same, thanks for joining the program again today. Let's open up in prayer. Father, thank you for another privilege to share your word tonight. I thank you for the individual watching right now, Lord. I thank you for making tonight worth their while. Father, I ask that you open our hearts to heed your word, open our ears to hear your word, open our eyes to perceive your word, open our minds to understand your word and give us the wisdom to apply your word into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I have been talking about 10 tips to find the right person. And for the past few weeks, I have mentioned seven of them. Number one, be a helper. Number two, let the Holy Spirit help you. Number three, there's a difference between the right person and the right person for you. Number four, marry within God's family. Number five, cooperate with your angel. Number six, pray. And number seven, use discernment. I am going to finish the remaining three tonight. Most of what I've been sharing comes from the story of Isaac and Rebecca which can be found in Genesis chapter 24. I began to talk about how Abraham got the chief servant in his household to find a wife for his son Isaac. So after the servant and Abraham had a discussion about how he was to proceed, the servant began to proceed to look for a wife for Isaac. And I mentioned last week how he prayed and right before, right after he finished praying, Rebecca showed up and he watched her and confirmed that she was the one for Isaac. So now Rebecca is excited. She takes the servant to go meet her family. So we're going to start from there and look at the conversation that the servant had with Rebecca's family. And we can find that in Genesis chapter 24, starting from verse 50. And I'm going to read that for you. And I'm going to unpack after I finish reading that passage. So follow me as I read Genesis 24, starting from verse 50. Then Laban and Bethuel replied, The Lord has obviously brought you here, so there is nothing we can say. Here is Rebekah. Take her and go. Yes, let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has directed. When Abraham's servant heard their answer, he bowed down to the ground and worshipped the Lord. Then he brought out silver and gold and jewelry and clothing and presented them to Rebekah. He also gave expensive presents to her brother and mother. Then they ate their meal, and the servant and the men with him stayed there overnight. 
But early the next morning, Abraham's servant said, send me back to my master. But we want Rebekah to stay with us at least 10 days, her brother and mother said. Then she can go. But he said, don't delay me. The Lord has made my mission successful. Now send me back so I can return to my master. So here's the deal. After the servant meets Rebecca, he goes to Rebecca to meet her family. The servant tells the family exactly what happened by the well and how God brought him uh, to them. And uh, Rebecca's brother, Laban, and father, Bethuel, responded to what the servant said by saying, this is God, there's really nothing we can say about this. God directed you. And they said, take Rebecca and go. The servant was excited. The next day, he's about to do what the brother and the father told him the previous day to do, which is to take Rebecca and go. And all of a sudden, Rebecca's brother and mother say uh, she needs to stick around 10 more days and then they could go. And the servant was like, do not delay me. Point number eight, don't allow your family members to hold you back. Don't allow your family members, even close friends or people that you see as family, to hold you back. I believe one, not the only, one of the reasons why some single adults are still single is because they have allowed their family members who mean well to hold them back. The day previously, they already told the guy he can go with her. And all of a sudden, the next day, they're like, wait 10 more days. And the servant said, don't delay me. Remember in previous episodes, I mentioned to you how the servant is somewhat a picture or symbolic of the Holy Spirit. And I can't imagine how many individuals the Spirit of God has moved upon and revealed things to. And they're still stuck in the same place because they're not allowing the Spirit to lead them when he wants to lead them. They are being held back by family members, by friends. Isn't it interesting that the first person that knew about Isaac was Rebecca. Rebecca is a picture of a lot of single adults who've heard from God, just like the servant is somewhat symbolic of the Spirit of God, revealing to Rebecca that you have a husband and he's somewhere else and you have to move to go meet him. Some people are like Rebecca. God has revealed to them that he has a spouse for them, but they have to move forward. They have to make a move immediately, but they're not doing so because they're allowing family members to hold them back. Whether family members are literally holding them back or they assume or expect that because perhaps what God has for them is not what the family members have in mind. So because of how the family members may feel about whoever it is, God has revealed to them, they don't make him move and they're stuck in the same place. Don't allow family members, friends, or anyone to hold you back. Point number nine, we can deduce from the response of the family members to what the servant said in Genesis 24 verses 57 and 58. Let me read that for you. Well, they said, we'll call Rebecca and ask her what she thinks. So they called Rebecca. Are you willing to go with this man? They asked her and she replied, yes, 
I will go. Point number nine. You have a choice. You have a choice on who you should marry. If you never really knew this story, or perhaps you've heard of the story of Isaac and Rebecca, if you never studied the story closely, you may have thought Rebecca had no choice in the matter. You may have thought that Rebecca was forced or compelled or she had to do it because some dude said God said so and because her family sanctioned it, you will think that perhaps she had no choice. Newsflash, Rebecca had a choice. Rebecca did not go with the man to go marry Isaac because some guy said God told them that she was the one for him. Rebecca did not marry Isaac because her family members said it was the right thing to do. Rebecca married Isaac because she was willing to marry Isaac. She chose to marry Isaac. The text explicitly reveals to us that Rebecca said, I will go, which reminds me of a verse of scripture that says, when you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Even if it means the good men and women that are in the vicinity, Rebecca chose to go with the man to meet the man that she has never met before by faith. She received it. She grabbed it with both arms and she went with the man to marry Isaac. Rebecca had a choice. Even before the servant left Abraham's presence, Rebecca had a choice. If she didn't have a choice, the servant will not have been asking Abraham. What if she's not willing to come? The fact that he's asking Abraham that question lets us know that Rebecca had a choice. And even after he met her and met her family, her family asked her, would you go? And she says, I will go. You have a choice. So don't allow anybody to come up to you speaking Christianese in scripture talking about the Lord told them to marry you. If the Lord told them to marry you, God will have told you to marry them. Do not fall for that trap. Well-meaning people have fallen for that trap. Nobody should be telling you who you should marry except God himself through promptings in your heart, through desires in your heart or maybe audibly, but more often than not, follow peace. Let the peace of God guide the decisions you make, okay? So you have a choice. So don't allow anybody to bamboozle you or manipulate you into a relationship that God never sanctioned, okay? You have a choice. And point number 10, be open. Be open to what God has for you. If you recall in Genesis 24, verse 11, when the servants proceeded to go find Isaac's wife, Rebecca, you may remember when the man came by a well. He said he made the camels kneel by a well just outside the town, which means the well was outside the town from which Rebecca recited. So it means that in order for Rebecca to get to the well, she had to leave her town. 
So in essence, Rebecca left her comfort zone and in the process, she connected with the guy that led her to her husband. Another reason why some single adults who are praying to God, wanting God to send him their best, are still where they are is because they are not willing to leave their comfort zone. They're not willing to leave their family. They're not willing to leave the familiar. Look at things from Rebecca's perspective. Number one, she comes out of a comfort zone, her town, not to look for a man, but to draw water. She, she meets a stranger. Number one, she doesn't know who this guy is. She's never met him before. So this guy is a stranger. Number one, the stranger proceeds to tell her that she is the one for another guy she has never met before. Okay. Not only that, the opportunity to meet this guy that God has for her is imminent. It's not like she has 10 days to wait or time to think about it. It was imminent. There was a window. Imagine that sometimes who God has for you does not fit your paradigm. You have to be open like Rebecca was to end up with an Isaac. Some people are not open. They're closed minded and they're stuck in the same place. I want to encourage you. The Bible says the popular scripture, I believe it's Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six. It says, do not lean on your understanding. Trust God with all your heart. Don't lean on your understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. Sometimes that applies to do not lean on your understanding of who you think God is going to bring to you. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path to that individual. Sometimes if you want God's best, God's best may not look like the image you've created in your mind. He or she may not look like the fantasies that you have deposited in your mind from popular media or chick flicks or uh, romance novels or whatever it is your crew or your clique or your environment deems as this is the ideal mate. Sometimes God exceeds your expectation. He knew you before he formed you. So don't you think God knows exactly who you need? So you're going to have to trust God and be open. And I don't want you to misunderstand me because the fact of the matter is Rebecca went outside her comfort zone. And that's a picture of somebody putting themselves out there. But when people put themselves out there, there's this mindset of just doing any and everything because you want to get into a relationship. I'm not talking about being that open. In fact, I like to say it this way. I am not talking about putting yourself out there. I'm talking about putting yourself out where God wants you to be. Rebecca did not venture outside her comfort zone, outside her town, just for the sake of it, just because she wanted to get hooked up. She only went outside her town to draw water from the well. And if you've listened to me speak uh, a number of times, I've mentioned how a well of water is a picture of God. The Bible talks about how God is the well of living water. Jesus meeting the woman at the well in John chapter four, he refers to himself as a source of water supply that gives everlasting life. 
So it's a picture of the well. So my point is, Rebecca going to the well is a picture of somebody going beyond their comfort zone because the Spirit of God, God is leading them in that direction. They are going outside their comfort zone because they're trying to reach out to God. And if it means I have to get out of this boundary, get out of this box, so be it. That's the mindset you need to have to end up with the mate God has for you. Be open. So once again, 10 tips to help you find the right mate. Number one, be a helper. Number two, let the Holy Spirit help you. Number three, there's a difference between the right person and the right person for you. Number four, marry within God's family. Number five, cooperate with your angel. Number six, pray. Number seven, use discernment. Number eight, don't let your family members hold you back. Number nine, you have a choice. And number 10, be open. Thank you for watching. Thank you for sharing. Let me pray. Father God, I thank you for the individual watching right now. Thanks for all you've shared with them, Lord. Thanks for letting it go down deep in your hearts and germinate and be a fruit. Help them apply to their lives. Help them not allow anyone or anything to steal it from them, Lord. Perfect all that concerns this individual. If they desire marriage, I pray that you help them find the mate that you have for them. Give them the wisdom to apply the points that have been shared this past few weeks. Help them trust you with all their heart and not lean on their understanding. Help them be open to what you have and who you have for them. Um, guide them to their spouse and their spouse to them. Help them not complicate what you have simplified. And I thank you for doing exceeding abundantly above what they could ever ask, think, or imagine. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for watching. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.